young men and women that he's raising up. So this morning it's our pleasure to introduce Eli Corona as he brings a word this morning. Welcome Eli this morning. Amen. Amen. I feel like I should start it off with one of those nice Russian amens. Amen from Pastor Andre last week. He was awesome. Let me just get organized real quick. I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for what God's doing. I'm excited for what he's doing in this church. I don't know about you guys, but I, I love worship. I love what you guys are doing. You guys could stay. No, you can go. It's okay. I, I love the worship. I just, I love the opportunity to just enter into his presence, just to forget about what's going on around us, what's going on in our lives. And, but I think sometimes we forget that it doesn't just have to be right here, right now, that we have opportunities to worship, worship him every day of our lives. And so I just want to encourage you guys to take this worship that you guys he, have here, take it with you home, take it in your cars, take it in your workplaces. And, um, just begin to worship God in everything, in tribulation, in trials, and, and all that we go through. I worship Him in the rain. I'm, I'm thankful we're not homeless. I'm thankful we have a car to get here. I'm thankful for a pastor who is uh, raising up leaders and young men and encouraging us. And, and I'm, I'm really excited for where we're going because how many know we're going somewhere, amen? We're going somewhere. Well, today I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about baggage. And I know... Uh, I know this can be a, a touchy subject sometimes, depending on, on how it affects each one of us individually, but I know that God's going to do something amazing in the house today. See, I believe God's put this message on my heart, and I believe in turn that this message is going to touch yours today. Amen? So let's pray. Father, Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity, God, just to come and to bring your word. God, I thank you for what you're doing in the hearts and lives of the people in this house today. God, I pray right now, Lord, that they would be receptive to your word, God, that they would heed your word, Lord, that they would hear your word. God, I pray that your word would be applied, Lord, in our daily lives, and Lord, I just ask that you'd have your way. Holy Spirit, just come. Just move in this room. Holy Spirit, Lord, I just thank you right now that you're moving on hearts right now, even as I'm, even as I'm praying, God, I just thank you that you're stirring it up right now in Jesus' name. God, that you're just beginning to reveal some things to us right now. Lord, and I thank you for the opportunity, God. I pray that I would step aside, Lord, that you would have full reign in this house today in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. So when it, when it comes to baggage, I think this is definitely something that we can all relate to. I think at times it's something that we all carry. But like I said, I just really believe that today there's a freedom in the house. I believe that there's some things that we're carrying on us that we need a new perspective on. I believe there's some areas in our lives that maybe we need to change, and, and maybe there's some things in our lives that God is going to get rid of today. And I don't know about you, but sometimes that process can be somewhat difficult for me because there are areas in my life that sometimes I have a hard, hard time looking at. Sometimes I have a hard time touching those areas. But I tell you what, when God takes those areas and refines them, they return the purest form. They're clean, they're covered, they're renewed, we're redeemed. You know, pastor talks about sometimes about the refining of gold and how it has to go through that burning process. And then you have to skim off all that, what is it, slack? Draw. What? Dross. I don't, I don't do gold, but I wish I did. 
But, but it, <laughs> you clean all of that off and you're left with a pure form of, of something. You're, you're left with that gold. See, that's how God sees us. That's what he wants to do to us. He wants to take us. He wants to refine us, refine us. And he wants to leave us with that pure form. And it's not just so that other people can see it. It's, so that it's something that we can see in ourselves. It's something that we need to recognize in ourselves. Because I think a lot of times if we don't see ourselves as he sees us, it's hard for us to be him. Do you know what I mean? It's hard for us. If, if I don't see myself as a leader, how, how can I lead? If I don't see myself as something pure, how can I act pure? If I don't see myself as something renewed, how can I walk in that renewal? And so it's important that we begin to refine ourselves, begin to see ourselves the way that God sees us. Because I tell you what, there's people that need you. There's people that need you. And if you don't understand that, you need to get that today. There's someone that needs you right now. There are people in your life right now that God's placed and he's got a call for them. And I know sometimes it's difficult. There are people in my life when I go, there's no way God's touching that person. There's just no way. They're gone. But you know what? God, I can tell you, you know, firsthand testimony. I, at work, I, I work with a witch. And, uh, and I don't mean that like she's a bad person. I mean, she's a self-proclaimed witch. I mean, she's got the word Wiccan tattooed on the back of her neck, and she works for me. I'm her boss, but I can tell you, <laughs> I'm, I can have two perspectives, right? I can either go, oh, Lord, what are you doing to me? This is just a little bit crazy. She's lost. I mean, you're messing with me. Or I could say, yeah, here we go. It's on, right? We're about to have some fun. We're about to have some fun. How are you? Nice to see you. And you know what I can do? I can walk in the light. I can, be the salt in the, I can be the salt in that workplace. And I tell you what, just the other day, this, this, she said to me, she said, can I have the 21st off? Anybody know what December 21st is, according to some people that have no idea what's going on in the real world? It's the final day of the world, according to the Mayan calendar. I said, you know what, you can have December 21st off, but on December 22nd, I get to pray with you. And she was like, okay. Yeah. Just the other day, she asked me, said, can you tell me about the woman at the well? Can I Why do you think she's coming to me for these things? Is it because I sit there and open my Bible at my desk? Or is it because it doesn't matter if my Bible's in front of me or I'm standing in a church, I still walk in the promise that he's put on my life. I still walk in the light that he has over me. I still am the salt and the light of the earth. It doesn't matter what's, it doesn't matter if this is in front of me at the time. It's in me, right? It's in me. This word is alive. It is sharper than two any, any two-edged sword. See, sometimes I feel like we try to find the big words, but I can tell you it's not about the size of the knife. It's about the sharpness of the blade. My Bible says that his word is sharper than a two-edged sword. I think it says two-edged for a reason. It cuts both ways. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, what we're trying to do on ourselves. If we have him on the inside of us, I tell you what, you're going to be a powerful testimony to someone. And I want to encourage you guys to be that powerful testimony. And, you know, she said to me just a couple weeks ago, and I get emotional about it because we're sitting in the uh, office, and she's telling me my sister's dying. And I said, well, my Bible says that if I lay my hands on the sick and pray for them, that they'll be healed. And she looked at me, and she said, oh. And you could tell she thought about it. It stirred something up on the inside of her. And she's like, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait. There's some truth. Some, there's, there's truth going on in here, and I don't, I don't really know what to do with it. I don't really know how to deal with the truth. 
But I can tell you, if you live the truth, it's not up to, up to us to deal with that. That Holy Spirit is going to come and going to flood that place. So I just want to testify to you guys that there's somewhere we need to go. And if we're carrying baggage sometimes, it's a little tough to get there. Because a lot of times we're dragging that behind us and we keep looking back and we can't see what's in front of us. See, the baggage we carry us from our past affects the joy of our future. And so we need to get some of those things off today, amen? And that's what I believe God's going to do today. Last week, Pastor Andre talked about leaving. Come on, say it with me. No part dark. I feel like I should have a translator when I do that. <laughs> I think sometimes those dark areas are where we like to hide our baggage. Think about it. See, when my son cleans his room, where do you think he stuffs his things? The things that he doesn't want anyone to see, right? Even more so, where do you think he's hiding the things perhaps he doesn't want to see? See, he takes these things and he's putting them and taking them and putting them out of sight, shoving them away. And see, sometimes we put things away and we don't find them for months, years, until we move. <laughs> right? But it doesn't change the fact that they're there. And see, we need to touch those areas. See, I believe that sometimes what we do with pains, hurts, and frustrations even our past, not only do we not want anyone else to see these areas of our lives, but we personally don't want to see those areas of our lives. Turn with me to Hebrews 4.13. I'm going to read you guys a couple of different um, translations. I get all nervous and go back and forth past it like four times. 4.13. (laughs) And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Let me read that again. There is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Let me read that to you from the Amplified. It says, And not a creature exists that is concealed from his sight, but all things are open and exposed. They're naked and defenseless to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. See, but wait, this verse is not just about those dark areas. It's not just about God pointing the finger at you saying, I see those areas. I know they're there. That's not what this verse is about. See, to understand the issue in verse 12, you need to read about the solution in verse num- um, in the issue in verse 13. You need to read about the solution in verse number 12. And you might be wondering, God, how do I touch these areas? They're so sensitive. For many, there's pain involved. But God, how do I do this? Can I tell you one of the best things about our amazing God is he gives us the solution before the problem even exists. That's what I love about God is he sent his son before I was even here to sin. He, we are redeemed and covered under his blood. We are renewed. We are renewed in him. We are renewed. Some of you need to hear that. You are renewed in him. Your past is no longer a part of you. It doesn't matter where you've been. It only matters where you're going. Okay, because see, the people at my work, they don't need to know where I've been. They just need to see where I'm going. Amen. They don't need to see some of that stuff. I don't need to see some of that stuff. I thank you, God. I'm covered by the blood. That stuff is gone. That's old news. 
You know, some of us have scars and we look at our scars and we say, but you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've had to deal with. You're looking at your scar, but you know what that scar shows me? That shows me I'm healed. That wound is closed. That wound is gone. Sure, there's a scar there, but what's that? What's that? It's my testimony now. That's my testimony now. It's not going to bring me down. It's going to move me forward. That's my healing place. I'm healed from that. So verse 4, Hebrews 4 and 12 says this, For the word of God is living and powerful, amen, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Let me read that to you from the Amplified. It says, for the word that God speaks is alive. How many of you believe that today? The word that God speaks is alive and full of what? Power. The word is alive and full of power. It's, it's alive and full of power. It's powerful to touch those areas. Those there. See, it's, it's not God saying, you have these, these dark spots. No, it's saying, guess what? Here's the word. It's alive. It's powerful. Now apply it to verse number 13 and touch those dark spots and re- parts and realize that you are an overcomer. You are redeemed by the blood. You are a new creature in Christ. You don't have to walk in that anymore. You don't have to. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Doing what? It penetrates. Penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life or soul and the immortal spirit and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Did anything get left out there? I don't know about you, but he just touched every dark spot I could possibly have in my life. He touched it right there. If nothing less than with the two-edged sword, the word of God that will dig down deep, and it might be a little difficult for a moment, but I can tell you I'm a new creature. I'm something that I've never been before, and I'm going somewhere. Sometimes I wish people could see where I was 10 years ago. And some people might be here that have seen me 10 years ago, but Eli, I saw you there. Great, now you see me where I'm at now. It's even more of a testimony for the people that saw me at that point. I don't have to be ashamed of where I was. I want those people to see where I'm at now. Please, please see where I'm at now. Please let me tell you what God's done because if you knew me then, you were in an area that you shouldn't have been. (laughs) Oh, I have a witness. (laughs) If you knew me then, you were somewhere you shouldn't have been because I wasn't where I shouldn't have been. And I can tell you if you were there with me, please be with me now. Be with me now. Amen. See, I, I kind of, I kind of, it's like the scanner at an airport. I think we're talking about baggage. Let's talk about the scanner at the airport. We go to the airport, and there's the uh, scanner, the, the little metal detector, and then there's the new machine, right? The, you know what I'm talking about? The full body scanner. <sighs> See, some of us, we, and we talked about this in discipleship and talking about the cross. There, there's, there's two ways that we can go. We accept Jesus Christ, and we can either take the narrow road, 
right? We can take the way that God planned and ordained for us, or we can begin to put our hands on some of these things and kind of take maybe a different road. We might get to the same expected end, but how many of you know that one of those roads is a little easier traveled, right? It's, it's, it's the same way. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make an analogy here. See, the scanner or the metal detector, when I go through that metal detector, I don't have to take everything off. I'm not fully exposed in the metal detector. See, I could take my keys out and some things and put them in there, but I can still walk through that metal detector fully clothed. In fact, if there's some things in my pockets I don't want anybody else to know about, it doesn't matter because that thing's not going to detect what's going on the inside of me, right? See, some of us like to walk through the cross that way. See, some of us don't want to remove everything that we have when we're walking through. We think there's some things that we can hide from God. But my Bible says that we are exposed, that his word is penetrating. See, he sees all things. See, the truth of the matter is we don't really want to touch those areas. But see, then we get in front of the full body scanner. And this is what the cross really is. This is what God really is. When you get in that full body scanner and you begin to put your hands up, you feel a little bit vulnerable. I'm just going to be honest. When I was at the airport, there's two lines, one for the original one, and there's one for the full body. And I'm praying, Lord Jesus, give me the original. I've seen the news reports. They're going to see me naked. <laughs> see, some of us don't want everybody to see our junk, all the stuff that we have on us. See, but when we go through that full body scanner, when we allow God to examine our lives, anything that's not supposed to be there is removed. Anything that's not supposed to be there, we need to take off. And see, that's how we need to walk through the cross. We need to be ready and willing. It's uncomfortable, maybe for a minute. But when you get through to the other side, you're free to fly. You're free to move about the cabin. <laughs> this is my little... See, I believe right now as I'm speaking that some of you, that God is stirring up these areas in your life and the light is beginning to touch those dark spots. And I want to ask you, do not fight those areas. See, as I'm speaking, God, God's going to reveal some things to you. I believe as I was praying, I could feel the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe he was already stirring some things up on people in here today. I believe that with all my heart. Don't fight it. You know, it's like when we're sleeping in the morning or, or when we sit in a dark room for a while and someone flips on the light, your first reaction is, turn off the light! That's your first reaction. But if you would just wait, if you would just allow the light to penetrate the darkness, your eyes will begin to adjust, and you'll begin to see things around you that you didn't even know were there when the lights were out. See, that's the way it is with God. If we would just allow his light to touch those areas, it may be a little bit uncomfortable for a minute, but I can tell you, you're going to adjust. You're going to come through, and you're going to see things that God has for you that maybe you didn't see before. See, God is a powerful God. He's always with you, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. He's here right now. The Holy Spirit is moving through this room. I believe there's a river in this place. There's a river of freedom in this place. And I believe he's going to touch some things in this place. And this isn't just for you. This is for me. This is for all of us. See, because like I said at the beginning, we've got somewhere to go. We're heading somewhere. And we need to get there. See, every one of us has baggage of some kind in our life. It comes in different shapes. It comes in different sizes. Some are easy to carry. Some are incredibly heavy to lift. Cumbersome to drag long distances. 
I did a, um, it would be really awkward if I did it right now, but <laughs> I was, I had like a portion of this, I preached in the youth, and I had one of the young guys get up, and I know Luke and Sean probably want to do it, but I had one of the young guys get up, and I said, uh, okay, stand up, Sean, why not have it, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Luke's, Sean's going to carry I said, okay, so, so I want you to carry him around. And I sent them just walking as I preached throughout the sanctuary. Just keep walking. Hey, 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 we're in church, Luke. Come on now. And I sent them walking through the sanctuary as I preached. And see, there came a time when I asked them, I said, you getting tired? Not yet. And see, some of you guys have some of these things that you're carrying around with you, and, and maybe you're... Yeah, doesn't matter what you do, it's going to start getting heavy. It doesn't matter how strong Sean thinks he is, he's going to start getting heavy. There's going to come a time when he's no longer on his back, but if Sean's going to carry that baggage, he's going to have to start dragging him through here. Amen. Sit down. Yeah, give him a hand. Yes. But you know what? When I did it in the youth sanctuary, it was one of the best things because the young man that was doing it, he was, um, I don't say prideful, but he was like, I got this. And he walked around and he, and he said, I got this, no problem. And I said, thank you for proving my point. See, sometimes we carry this baggage and we think we got this. I got this. See, we have these areas of our lives sometimes that we like to section off. We, like, we, we have different boxes some of us as men, we have the nothing box. Nothing goes in there. Don't touch it. But we have all these other areas in our life, and we say, okay, God, I'm going to need you right here, and I'm going to need you right here. Don't worry about that one. I've got it handled, and I've got that one handled too. Don't trip, but if you could just come right here and handle these couple of areas, then I'm good. And see, if we don't realize that if we would say, okay, God, I need you here, and all my box is on the other side of you, see, we wouldn't need the same size moving truck that we're dealing with. See, we'd be able to walk in maybe a little bit more freedom. I don't know about you, but I want to reach people for God. I, I want people to hear about what he's done in my life. I want to go somewhere. And if I've got 15 bags behind me, I can tell you it's going to take me a lot longer to get there than if I just run them through the baggage scanner, allow God to take some things off of me, free me up a little bit, and allow me to move just a little bit faster, I might be able to reach just one more person. See, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. We're not standing still in who he is and what he does. There are times, don't get me wrong, when we need to stand firm on the word, when we need to stand firm on the promises of God. That's different. Because those times I might be standing firm, but I can tell you he's carrying me. See, baggage in and of itself, it's something we carry. And some of you need to hear this. It's not a part of you. It is something you carry. I think so many times, one of the things that we deal with, I know me and my past and things that I've been through and things that I've gone through is I think that's a part of who I am. No, it's not. It's not who I am. It might be who I was. But I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm redeemed by the blood. I've been transformed by the renewing of my mind. All things are gone. My sin is as far as the east is from the west. There is nothing that can stop me now. It's not a part of you. 
I think some of you today, you need to hear that. It's not a part of you. Your failures, I don't care how big, I don't care how small, whether we're talking about relationships or addictions, whether we're talking about last week or last month, I don't care what they are. It's not who you are. And as I said in the beginning, you need to see yourself in the purest form. You need to see yourself as Christ sees you and what he's done for you. See, he sent his son to die on a cross so that we could have life. And his life does not include the things that we carried before we accepted that life. See, God says to come as you are. Yeah, come as you are. And see, there is a time when you bring those things. But I can tell you what, he takes those things off of you. That's what I love about worship. You know, sometimes we're talking to the youth about worship and people who've never been here before. Why do you guys lift your hands? Let me tell you why I lift my hands. I lift my hands because even on a daily basis, maybe a weekly basis, there are things that we deal with in our workplace that begin to weigh us down. There's little pieces of baggage that we pick up along the way. And you know what? They hold me down. But when I begin to worship Jesus, I say, here they are. Take them from me. And I lift them up to Jesus. And he takes them every single time. How nice is that, that we don't have to wonder if he's going to renew us, redeem us, if he's going to fill us, if he's going to protect us. We don't have to wonder these things because we know these things. He will never let me down. See, there's some people in my life that might have let me down, but he never will. There's some people that might have handed me some of that baggage in my life. But you know what? He never will. He never will. See, I'm sure this is completely too old for some of us in this room, but anybody remember the fanny pack? If you have one, why are you guys laughing? If, if you have one today, please don't take offense. Let's just say it had its debut, amen? There's some pictures of me with a fanny pack. Remember they were like neon colors? Mine was. <laughs> See, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> but its intent was to carry around personal belongings to the one who wore it. See, no matter how you look at it, God never made us to live with baggage attached to our lives. That's not how we're designed. See, even if it has wheels on the bottom and you can roll it, it's still something that will eventually become a burden. God knew our tendency was to inherit baggage along the way because of many different things, such as, like I said, guilt, fear. There's relational baggage. There's hurt from family and friends. There's envy, rejection, addictions, and so on. Before I get to this verse, um, we did a little skit, and it was so powerful. And what we had was we had two girls that were getting ready to go on a flight. And they were sitting over here, and they had all these things taped up on the wall. And they were talking to each other about, did you pack for your flight? Excuse me. And one of the girls pulled, she, as she was doing it, she'd say, she pulled down fear. Oh, I better pack this. My uncle gave that to me. She'd pull down hurt and rejection. She said, I better, I better pack this one too. I'm going to keep that one with me. I got that one from my dad. And she'd, she'd pull down another one. She'd, she'd take all these things down. She'd begin to pack them in her bag. And she began to carry them with her when she was getting ready to go on her flight. And I think that sometimes that's, that's, that's what we do. 
I think sometimes, like I said before, we think that we have to carry these things with us. But I can tell you what, and in the skit, she gets to the scanner, and the scanner won't allow her to go through with those things. And I say this to say this. <laughs> Kids love that. You've got to know what you know what you know. I say this to say this is that th- some of you are carrying those things. You're packing them up as you go. But today, let's remove those things. Let's, let's let those things fall off. See, I, I love to fly. You know, one of my favorite things about flying is when you, when you go to the airport, you have your bag. My favorite thing is when you finally check your baggage. Because you've got, you know, your big cumbersome bags, and you check your baggage. And there's just something about it. It's like a freedom that I get. Does anybody here like to fly? Okay. Thank you. There's a couple. Some of you are deathly afraid of it. <laughs> What's up, Joe? I don't mean to call you out. <laughs> Funny story. We're on a plane home from Seattle. <laughs> Joe says, pastors on the plane, we're going to live. <laughs> and I said, no, he's just going to be the only one that survives. <laughs> so, but I love to fly. But honestly, there, there's something about checking your baggage. It just says to you, you're free to fly. You're free to go. It's like, let me take that for you, and you enjoy the trip. We'll handle the carrying, the packaging, the conveyor belts, the scanning. We'll handle all the garbage. We'll handle the weight of this bag, and we'll throw it in there, and we'll take care of it. See, But when God takes our baggage, he doesn't give it back to us. See, we need to send our baggage on a one-way trip, not a round, a round trip. It needs to go one way. See, but the enemy likes to pass that stuff in front of us on a conveyor belt. He likes to put it on the conveyor belt. It might be on its way to where it needs to go, but some of us have a tendency to grab that bag and pull it back off. And then we're walking with it again. And today those things are gone. Completely gone. Give them up one way. You don't need that stuff. You don't need that stuff. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. See, that's the power of God that loves you enough to accept you as you are. But his love is so great that eventually your weights will be lifted. All you have to do is give it to him. See, the unfortunate thing is that many people feel that they have to carry their baggage. And the truth is they don't. Or they tend to make the statement when they ask if they do have baggage, I don't want to go there. But what they're really saying is I've got some things in that area that I don't want to look at. It's my timer. I had one too. (laughs) But that's what we're really saying, isn't it? When we begin to shed the light on that subject, when we begin to look at that area, when when we feel like I don't really want to go there, I just want to keep it under that bed or Keep it tucked in the closet. See, I want everybody in here just to close your eyes for a minute. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Holy Spirit, I just go. What is it that's been weighing you down? What is it? 
that's caused you not to be the person that God has intended you to be. See, you have an original intent. I don't want you to miss your flight. Do you have areas in your path today that are or even in front of you right now, that you, you would say you just don't want to go there? I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. See, because I believe right now, I believe right now that God can and will free you from the baggage that you've been carrying. I believe right now that God can and will. I know it hurts. I know it's difficult. I know you need time to adjust. But I know that God is faithful. I know that he's powerful. I know that he's done some things in my life that I don't feel like I deserve. but I can tell you've got somewhere to go. He's got somewhere for you to be. And you need to be there on time. It's his divine appointment. I believe right now by the sound of my voice, by the power of the Spirit, that some of you are being free today. And as a sign, some of you, as you sit there, you feel these things. And I don't want you to think about it, but right now I just want you to stand. I want you to stand as a sign of release. I want you to stand, and when you stand, I want those bags to fall off. Just stand right where you're at. Just stand right where you're at. Let it go. Get free. Get back on track to the person you were always meant to be. You say you can't do it on your own. Well, Hebrews 13, 6 says, We can boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. Psalms 55, 22 says, To cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. See, right now, for those of you standing, you need to know two things. Number one, you have strength. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you secondly need to know that you have power. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And for those of you that are standing right now, I just want you to make your way up here to this altar as a sign of release, as a sign of surrender. I want you to leave those things that you're carrying in those seats right now. And I want you just to begin to move 
It's not about who's around you. It's not about who's in front of you. It's about what we're leaving behind us. In Jesus' name, I believe. I believe that these things are going to begin to fall. I believe that you can walk in the renewness of mind. I believe you can walk in the power that he has for you. I believe there's somewhere we're going. I believe there's someone that needs every single one of you. I'm going to ask our leaders to come. And we're going to begin to pray. And those of you out in the seats, if you would just stretch your hands. See, because the freedom is what allows us to get to where we're going. Amen? The freedom that we walk in allows us to get to those places that we need to be. And this church is going somewhere. Just let it fall. Hallelujah. Just let it go. Hallelujah. There's some of you here, and when Eli talked about that young girl and packing her bags for that trip and taking down fear and saying my uncle gave me that. Sometimes life puts us in contact with people that add that baggage to our lives. And we go through seasons where we try to get rid of that, but it's like they call us up somehow and remind us, are, are you still carrying that? That life has a way of bringing reminders of baggage that's been imposed by others on our life we didn't ask for. It's not something we picked up. I feel like God really wants to set some people free in that area especially where you something happened to you. It, it doesn't matter how it transpired, but you've carried this baggage that's been imposed by others upon your life. You've tried to get free, and every time you do, it's like you get this call and a reminder that says, are you still carrying that? You haven't let that go. Don't drop that. Pick that back up. And, 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 and you buy into that. And God wants to break that right now today. So you don't have to acknowledge that, but I just felt like somebody needed to hear that. Maybe you were hesitating doing whatever, but don't, don't take that guilt that somehow I caused this to happen. This was my fault. It, it wasn't your fault. It, it's, not, it's not a a consequence of your choice it was imposed upon you without choice God wants to break that right now thank you Father come on church just pray this is what we do we, the Bible says pray one for another that you may be healed and this is our part where we engage with those that God is ministering to those of you here at the altar all you have to do is just let go just let go come on let, let that baggage go you know, we despair when we show up at the airport and they say, oh, your baggage was sent someplace else. Come on, God wants to send this stuff to the pits of hell where it belongs. It doesn't belong in your life. He wants to send it from you. Just let it go. Renounce it. Release it right now in Jesus' name. As we come by and lay hands on you, you just receive that release right now. We're just, it's just a point of contact. We're just confirming that God's released you from that. When you get back to your seat, it's not there waiting for you. It's... The, the angels have come. The Holy Spirit's come. They've picked that up. They've removed that from this place. You're going back to freedom in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 